So memoir is layered and textured and it's not a diary. And that's where people get in trouble all the time thinking it's just about them and what they did. Okay. So if memoir isn't about you, then what is it? And how do you ever write anything about yourself if it's not about you? Well, that's this episode of the Hope Writer Podcast. Welcome to the Hope Writers Podcast, brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers dedicated to helping you write your meaningful words without sacrificing your meaningful life. I'm Emily P. Freeman. I'm one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. Yes, you can write and publish and market your work without becoming a self-promotee cartoon version of yourself. We help you maintain balance, share your work with confidence, develop your craft, and get help with the ins and outs of book publishing. Inside our private Hope Writer Facebook group, members make great writerly friends who understand all those doubts and questions that you have. It's the next best thing to having your own writing mentor. And every Tuesday, members get a live informal conversation with an expert writer, editor, marketer, or agent, helping you make progress in your writing life. We call those interviews Tuesday Teaching, and while the entire interview is only for our members, each week we share a few minutes that were super helpful here on the Hope Writers Podcast. And that's coming up. Find out more at HopeWriters.com. It's easy to find information about writing and publishing, right? Just Google it. But what information is best for you? Which things are the most important? And why can't there just be a path to follow? Well, there is a path, a step-by-step process to moving from writing to publishing. And by the way, when we say publishing, we simply mean sharing your work. It could be an article, blog post, or even a book. So where are you on the writing path? Well, I'm Sherry, and I'm a hope writer, and I'm a stage three. You can find out your stage too. Hope Writers has created a short, fun quiz for you to discover where you are now. You'll even get a tip or two for moving forward. To take the quiz, just go to hopewriters.com slash quiz. Easy, right? That's hopewriters.com slash quiz. Hi, I'm Gary Moreland, one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. You know, even if you don't write memoir, your writing probably still includes you and your experiences and things you've learned and how you've changed. If you do write memoir, well, your writing includes a lot of you. But how do you write for readers who don't know you or care about your story? What's in it for them when you're including you? In everything. Well, Marion Roach Smith has written and taught about memoir for over 20 years. You heard her at the beginning of this episode saying it's not about you and it's not a diary. So what is memoir and how do you include your own story and experiences in anything you write? Well, by the time this episode is over, you'll know. Here's Hope Writer member Lori. She talked about writing from your area of expertise or becoming an expert in an area and that your memoir should, can be from just like one area of expertise versus trying to muddle it all into one book. I thought that was kind of cool. Like you could just take one small segment of your, of your life or your story and create a book out of that. It didn't have to be everything all at once. Super, Lori. And what else? Another main t- takeaway I found was she talked about memoir being about the human pilot light 
and how we are, you know, a good memoir story is going to tell about how our, how we kept our pilot light lit to survive or come through a situation. And then our obligation is to share our humanity so that we can help others be able to keep their light lit too. It's the heart of what memoir is supposed to be. I mean, to me, that's everything that my ministry is about, my blog is about. It's all about just sharing my experience of how I can keep my pilot light lit. And then my whole goal is just to spread hope and encouragement to others. And, you know, so that they can see that they too have hope and keeping their pilot light lit, keep their day-to-day stuff going. Can you relate? Your human pilot light. More coming up. And by the way, sometimes what you write, your stories and experiences, are connected with others, family, friends, and it can be challenging to tell the truth when others are involved in your story and are part of the pain, right? Well, this episode's going to help you there, too. It helped Hope Writer member Tanya, who wrote her dad letters and told him she wanted to write their story. And so... You know, he got the letter. He called me right away and he's like, are you asking for my permission? And I'm like, well, permission might be a bit of an odd word choice, but he's like, you write whatever you feel you need to write. And he used the word. He said, our story is redemptive. And he used that word back to me on the phone. And I recognize the honor of being able to ask my dad that question. Um, particularly facing, you know, the fact that our family is facing a new diagnosis for him. So listening to Marion talk also about incorporating those painful pieces into your memoir and being the light, letting your light come through in that, that was, that was also something that's going to help me. I, I think it can only serve to help me write the better story. Like what I've written already, I'm already rewriting in my head based just on that. Isn't that great? Sometimes you just have a conversation. You might be surprised. Okay, let's go. Here's Marion Roach-Smith, memoir teacher and author of The Memoir Project. She's talking with Hope Writer co-founder Emily P. Freeman. So tell me this. So Memoir Project, is this your, you've written four mm-hmm. trade books. Memoir Project is your first book, first of them on writing. Yes. What sparked that? Why did you want to write a book on writing? You know, I didn't. And that's what's so wonderful about this little book is that I was I had a blog with my sister. We started a blog together at practically the dawn of the internet and uh, called The Sister Project. It was really, really fun. And one day I wrote a little blog post on how to write memoir and it went viral. And I mean, thousands of people read it. And I said to my sister, that's weird. And she was a publishing executive. She was the head of Martha Stewart Omni Media. She is a brilliant publishing executive. And she said, hmm, <laughs> as sisters do. So she said, write another one. So I did. And it went viral. And then she said, you should write a book on how to write memoir. You've been teaching it for 20 years or however long I've been teaching it. And we ended up publishing it ourselves, even though between the two of us at that point, we had published five mass market books with the largest publishers in the world, Simon Schuster, Houghton Mifflin, Bloomsbury. We knew all about mass market publishing. But she said, let's publish it ourselves and see what the self-publishing thing is all about. So we did that. We sold every copy that we made. And only then I took it to my big agent in New York who took it out for a a major book um, auction and five publishers bid against it. The reason I tell you that story is because that's what's called a blog to book conversion. It was a blog post. Hmm. I test a lot of my material on my blog in the same way. Hmm. So that's a really good, powerful way to get a book contract. And that's what that little book was. It was a testing of my material and my knowledge before I did anything else. The, the public was ready for it. And I published it in the book. 
is now in its seventh printing. So it sells every day, which is six years after publication. Pretty good. Most of our hope writers, um, they write in the CBA market. So and it's mostly nonfiction. Some would probably say they write memoir. Um, but I think some people don't always know the definition of memoir. They might not even realize that's what they want to do, or they think they're writing memoir and they're not. So I would love it if you could just give us sort of your, your definition of memoir and how, how someone might know if they have this story to tell or they have this thing they want to work on. How sure. can they know if they're writing memoir or not? That's great. So memoir is not about you. Memoir is not about what you did. Memoir is about what you did with it. So memoir is a story that has you as its illustration, but is about something universal and one of the big universals. So it can be about faith and it can be about hope. It can be about grief. It can be about your relationship with God. But I always ask people to just step in a little bit deeper. What is it about your relationship with God? What is it about your faith? What is it about your sense of grief that you know? Because memoir is to be written from one area of your expertise at a time. Meaning, you and I, between the two of us, sister, we got hundreds of them. I'm always the one that um, breaks bad news in my family. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that explains sex to my child. I'm the one that knows how to find peace in her garden. I'm the one that tells the, that tells the family when it's time to put the dog down. I'm the one that knows how to communicate with my in-laws better than my in-laws know how to communicate with me. In other words, we have these <laughs> odd little areas of expertise, right? And memoir is best written from one of those at a time. So that when you go to write a book, you don't want to write starting with what your, when your great-great-grandfather came to this country and end with what you had for lunch yesterday. You want to write from one area of your expertise at a time. So if you want to write about your dogs, I will ask you to come up with an argument about your dogs. Your argument might be dogs do things for people that people cannot do for themselves. If you had a grief experience, your argument might be grief is a process that must be gone through slowly or else you're destined to stay in it forever. That's what you learned in your experience with grief. So memoir is written from one area of expertise at a time, your grief experience, with an argument that drills down so it's not just about grief. It's about what you learned about grief. It's your area of expertise. And it's not about you. You are the illustration of that idea. So memoir is layered and textured, and it's not a diary. And that's where people get in trouble all the time, thinking it's just about them and what they did. So I always start with that. Memoir is not about what you did. It's about what you did with it and layer on the depths that memoir can go to. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. One of my yeah. favorite quotes of yours is just because it happened doesn't make it interesting. <laughs> I think that's a, it's a great one. And it's also great for, especially now where anyone can write anything and hit publish and then they've got a blog and then you kind of, you know, wonder like, why is nobody reading my blogs? Cause nobody cares. Right. And so I think the work, um, at least in Hope Writers, one of the things that we talk a lot about and what I think Hope Writers understand maybe more than maybe one level deeper than just a blogger is that we're not just writing about something, but we're writing for a person. We want to be read. We want people to read. And so we're aware of a reader. Um, and I, I also like how you talk about, and it's sort of just what you said is that this is about X as illustrated by Y to be told in a Z. Right. It's can a you algorithm I use? Can yeah. you give us an example of what the X, Y, and Z like a just sort of like fill those blanks in for us? Sure. So that's a little algorithm I came up with, and my high school algebra teacher would be very amused. <laughs> I, 
the only course I almost flunked in high school. So I got back at them for and, and, and made a little algorithm. I was invited to speak to a women's writing conference a few years ago, and they asked me if I could teach them everything they needed to know about memoir, but could I do it in 45 minutes? And I thought, what if, what's happened to us that we make these assignments for each other? So I thought, you're going to need a device. And I came up with that device. And that device will help you every day of your writing, no matter what you're writing. It's about X, as illustrated by Y, to be told in a Z. Your X factor is what you're setting the piece up to be about. It's what the piece is about. It's the lens you put on the end of the nose of your reader when you set up your piece in the first or second paragraph and they understand that in this piece, we're going to explore something about grief. It's going to set up, you're going to set us up. So it's about, and then it could be your argument. It's about that grief is a process that must be gone through slowly or else you're destined to stay in it forever. As illustrated by the recent death of my father, to be told in a book. It's about X, as illustrated by Y, to be told in a Z. You can fill in your X, Y, and Z in any order. It helps me to use it to decide if something's a blog post, a personal essay, a possibly a long-form essay, or a book. I run everything through that algorithm because most of the stuff is short form that I come up with. And when I'm looking for a book idea, I want to make sure it's something that can really stand up to the kind of scrutiny a book provides. So it's, I, I, I hope people can use it. I love that little algorithm. It saves my life every day. And then once you fill in that algorithm, how, can, how do you know if you have found your long form work or not, because you, you can just tell by those things. Yes. That once you fill that in for you personally, does it look like, Oh yeah, that is, that's an essay or that's it. Right. It's a great question. So what I do then is I ask them the next question. There's a three, there's a, there's a three uh, prong or three legged, three legged stool, three legged stool, thank you. Three legged stool <laughs> of memoir. It's the answer to what is this about? It's the answer to what are you arguing? And it's the answer to what scenes from your life, Will you deploy to prove that argument? Mm -hmm. So when I think about a book length piece, I've got to come up with a heck of an argument. And I don't mean argument like a, like a, you know, I'm arguing with you. I mean a thesis statement. I mean something that's worth my time. When I think about an argument, the first thing I always think about is if you're sitting next to, I'm sitting next to you at a dinner party and we start talking and I find out that you had some experience. What you're going to tell me is what it is, what I'm going to start asking you questions about, because this is the way I am and this is the way you are, we're curious people, is what did you come out of that experience with? What do you now know about grief that I don't know? That's what goes into a book. That what, that's what can fill a book. What do you know about the ability to find peace in your own garden that I don't know? And I'm going to be really eager to know that because I would like that piece. So what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about book arguments always is can that sustain a number of scenes? Does it need to be evolved? Does it, does a reader need to walk through it slowly enough that it's a book rather than a long form essay or a short essay? Some things you can zip, zip, zip right through, but some things take a lot of sort of almost ticking of the clock kind of thinking that's cumulative that has to be built so that the reader can understand that grief is a process that must be gone through slowly or else you're destined to stay in it forever. And that does not mean you give me the name of every single drug your dying mother was administered in the hospital. That's where everyone gets into trouble with memoir. They think it's about the day-to-day. It's not. It's about the realization to realization. All memoir is transcendent. And I want to see what you transcended, what the problem was, what you did to transcend it, 
and how you're changed in the transcendence, what it is that has changed about you, what it is that has changed about you over the course of this could make a good book if you could deploy enough scenes, if they make sense in there. So it's a very complicated process, but better always if you get a, what is this about? What is your argument? And start making a list of your scenes to see if it can sustain a book. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It's so helpful. I'm so curious. For so you've been teaching memoir for a couple of decades. Yeah. Okay. Have Have you changed your approach to teaching memoir from when you first started to now? Because you've recognized, like, oh, this is like such a common mistake people are making, or this is a common problem you're seeing. Is there something that's sort of? I'm sure there's been an evolving of the teaching over the years, but there has been an evolving. It's a great question. It's been, it's evolved in my own knowledge about what memoir is. Um, And that doesn't mean that everybody agrees with me, by the way, a lot of people think it's a diary. A lot of people think it's just a personal story. People really want to tell their personal tale. But my feeling is even if you're writing it for your kids, which for me is the greatest gift you can give anybody. The highest reason to write memoir is to give it to your family. But even if it's that, and you think, oh, but it's not for mass market publication. Why wouldn't you want to write the best product you could? Memoir, more than anything, is about the human pilot light and how we keep ours lit. And we all have one. And under the worst of circumstances, and I mean the worst of circumstances, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, alcohol abuse, I've seen people keep their light lit. Mm-hmm. And it amazes me, right? It astonishes me. So at their heart, I always ask people, how'd you keep your light lit? How'd you keep that lamp lit? So if I tell you a story of how I got through something, because that's usually what you say to me when you say, oh my goodness, your father died and six months later, your mother had Alzheimer's disease. I, I couldn't have done that. What you're really saying is, how did you do it? How did you get through that? How'd you keep your light lit? So what we're doing is we're sharing our humanity. And that's what's so beautiful. It's helpful to tell our stories. We tell our tales to each other because we feel a need to, but what we're really doing, I think, is passing the light around, is we're saying, here, keep your little light lit. Here's some of mine. I'm going to tell you what I did. Here's how I became a knot and how, how I got over being a drunk. Or here's, here's how I learned to get out into that garden, even though I was a little afraid of it. And here's how I learned to love that dog or that child with an illness or bury my mother, or here's how I did it. Maybe some of this will help you. And what a great thing. So I think it's all about your mission, absolutely, to write memoir. And I wish more people did it. I just wish more people understood how powerful a medium it can be. So what do you think? How are you keeping your pilot light lit? Can you write about that? Thanks to Marion Roach-Smith, author of The Memoir Project and other books. You can find her online and take her classes at marionroach.com. You can catch the full hour-long version of this Tuesday teacher interview when you become a member of Hope Writers. Find out how at hopewriters.com. And for writing tips and encouragement every day, we'd love to connect with you on our public Facebook page at Hope Writers Community and on Instagram at Hope Writers. And here are some final words of hope from writer Marion Roach-Smith. Memoir is not about you. Memoir is not about what you did. Memoir is about what you did with it. Thanks for listening.